welcome to the podcast, David. Um, I know you through your wife, who just happens to be my boss, um, and she had mentioned that you had both grown up in sort of fundamentalist um, Christianity. She kind of exited before you, I believe, but um, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about how that affected your upbringing, um, your exit from that, and the things that prompted it. But first, can you fill me in a little bit on the beliefs from Jehovah Witnesses? I'm sort of familiar, but not incredibly. Yeah, the big things that folks would recognize is they're the ones who come knocking on your door, mm-hmm. offering the Watchtower and Awake magazine or whatever literature they're pushing <laughs> these days. Uh, also known for not celebrating holidays. Uh-huh. So all of them, your Christmas, your Easter, you name it. Mm-hmm. Also, birthdays. They don't celebrate birthdays. Uh, what's the reasoning behind that? They would uh, crack open a Bible. Uh, if we're talking specifically about birthdays, they would yeah. They would open to a, a verse that has something to do with a birthday celebration. And I think there's two, maybe three occasions that are birthdays in the Bible. That's really interesting. They, they choose not to celebrate birthdays because something negative happened in each of those occasions. I also feel like negative things happen during like marriage or weddings or like <laughs> anything that happens. Uh, people die a lot in the Bible. so <laughs> You make a good point. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so it is considered a Christian religion. Uh, they don't believe in the Trinity, I think. Correct why they choose not to do that. God, uh, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to be completely separate entities. Right. Uh, I'm not sure why they take such a strong stance against mm-hmm. the Trinity, but yeah, that's that's one of their, their differentiators as well right. as far as Christian religions go. Okay. And so just tell me a little bit about your upbringing and the things that led you to your first marriage. Wow. All right. Uh, I, I was <laughs> broad question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was born into a family of mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses. And that meant, at least in our family, that that's exactly what I was going to be. Right. I was going to be a Jehovah's Witness. There was no room for questioning. Absolutely not. If there was any questioning, then that meant that there was something wrong mm-hmm. with me and yeah. that needed to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's an issue that needs addressing. It's a hard issue. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I was at CFNI, uh, I brought up like a few questions to my uh, friends and then a few of the teachers and they all said like, that's the devil entering your mind. Like you have to close down that part of your brain. Don't use the logic because that's uh, what will lead you down the path of temptation or whatever. And so it kind of like religion is a closed circle in that way to wherever, like, if no questions are allowed, you can't really leave it. It's scary. Yeah, absolutely. How dare a follower of whatever fill-in-the-blank religion mm-hmm. ask any questions? They, So many seem to just demand uh, blind, blindly following yeah. mm-hmm. a leader. Yeah, and then they judge atheists or people who don't believe for not allowing people to question their belief. Like, well, what's the evidence for that? And so on and so forth. For people that believe in evolution and things like mm-hmm. that. They're doing the exact same thing. Was, mm-hmm. was dealing with, with all that shit. Uh, 
you, you must conform. There mm-hmm. is no choice. Um, so felt like an outcast a lot. Whenever I was in fourth grade, uh, I asked this girl, we were in the library, and I asked her, like, what church do you go to? And she said she went to a Catholic church. And I grew up Southern Baptist. So I was like, oh, my parents told me that um, all Catholics are going to hell because Baptists are the only <laughs> Christians. Wow. And I remember her, like, crying. And I felt really, really bad but I didn't know why because I was like no it's true like I'm sorry you're going to hell but you are um and that stuck with me for so long because I feel like that girl wasn't doing anything wrong like she was raised in the way that her parents brought her up she was doing the same thing like my parents brought me up to be Southern Baptist so Mm -hmm. I of course thought I was the only one who was right and that must be so traumatizing for a little like 12 year old child sure and it's it's so interesting like Southern Baptists are convinced they're the only true Christians. Like Catholics are Jehovah Witnesses. Like Absolutely. A girl in India thinks that she's like that's the only environment that she was brought up in, so of course she believes it and thinks that she's the only one who's right. Like we're all going to hell. I had a similar uh, idea about all the people that mm-hmm. surrounded me, you know. At, they're the brainwashed at, ones. At school. Yeah. You're you're with you know, 99% of the population there mm-hmm. is is not Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And the Witnesses, like so many others, are just entirely convinced that their way of worship mm-hmm. is the one true and right way. Yeah. And everyone else is wrong. So it was weird to be around these people and have friends among the yeah. kids in school mm-hmm. and think, well... They're they're not approved by God. They're just right. going to be destroyed someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that shuts out so much empathy because if you're convinced that like they're so wrong in this area, you're not going to really empathize or try to learn anything from them in the other areas of their life because they Absolutely. fundamentally have everything wrong. Like the base of for their course. life is wrong. God, I must have thought if, if anything bad happened to mm-hmm. these people, like, oh, they got sick or you know, mm-hmm. got in a car wreck. Oh, probably because you're a part of that other religion. Right. You must have had that coming to you. Yeah. It's God's punishment. Right. The hurricanes. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Throw in your disaster. It's, mm-hmm. it's God's punishment because you're not worshiping in the one true and right way. Yeah. Let me tell you what that is. Yeah. So what was the demographic where you grew up? Was it mostly like Baptist or? I feel like, yeah, there probably were a lot of Baptists. Grew up in a a little East Texas town, Mm -hmm. Athens. And yeah, I feel like Baptist is what I mostly saw. Driving around town, there's lots of churches. but Yeah, I feel like the Bible Belt is mostly Southern Baptist. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, No cussing, no drinking. So you grew up in that. You were totally convinced it was right. Um, you got married before you started questioning, or did that happen after? Uh, there, there had always been mm-hmm. questions or a, mm-hmm. a feeling that this was just not right, or I was not a good fit yeah. for being one of Jehovah's Witnesses. You don't truly believe because you're not buying into everything. So there's either some sin hidden that's keeping you from like fully embracing it and there's something wrong with you or because it kind of prevents you from questioning the religion everything is it's you've opened the door for the devil the devil's inside you like yeah it makes you internalize anything if you're questioning the outside source absolutely it's harmful (laughs) 
so from age four on mm-hmm. uh, and uh, until I, I left the yeah. uh, the witnesses and and even to this day of course I I have questions mm-hmm. um, but went ahead and for whatever horrible reasons were in my mm-hmm. mind got married anyway mm-hmm. which kept me in there even longer yeah. than than I might have been if I had stayed single yeah they seem to to gladly allow these kids mm-hmm. to get married because they have raging hormones yeah and there's there's no outlet neither can you masturbate because no. that's wrong as well because mm-hmm. Paul didn't really believe in marriage he didn't think it was right or whatever but he says in like Thessalonians, I don't know. Um, it's better to get married and something about like living an unhappy life than to burn with rage and sin against God. Or sorry, burn with passion and sin against God. Okay. So it's like written in the Bible to get married at a really young age. Uh, let's see. So I was married at 19 and I was, I think, 32 when... We got divorced. We were together 12 years. That's so long. I thought it was yeah. only a couple of years. No, no, That's 12 crazy. years. Wow. No, well, I guess that speaks to to me being part of the religion mm-hmm. and in the marriage and with with most things in my life. I'm I'm in it to win it. If, yeah. If if you observe that I'm committed to something, know that I am in it 100%. Wholeheartedly, yeah. Which, man, is is. It kind of heartbreaking to look back on because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I gave the best part of my mm-hmm. life to uh, things that I no longer believe in. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a little bit of bitterness there that you feel like you missed out on a lot or? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. From, from four years old where my earliest memories are until 32, 33, uh, there there was a lot of, uh, man, I don't know, unhappiness, mm-hmm. legit depression, yeah. especially, um, yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of depression, I guess in school years and then in, uh, in my married years Yeah, because I, I was of course feeling like I should conform mm-hmm. to, uh, especially the religion and, have known all my life that it was not a good fit, but I I feel like I have to do this because it's expected of me. My yeah. my parents, my siblings, grandparents, everyone else in the the local congregation where I go, you know, three times a week to mm-hmm. these meetings that they have, and it not being a good fit is just it, it's it's a terrible thing for yeah. for a human brain. Yeah, and it almost feels like embarrassing at that point to admit that you've committed so much, you've sacrificed so much, yeah. and then, oh, I don't believe that anymore. Like, you've already invested too much to kind of turn your back now. Yeah. I feel Absolutely. that way, and I left it really young. I was 22 whenever I left religion, and I still feel kind of cheapened at everything yeah. I missed out on during teenage years and such. Teenage years, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There were... It's there, fundamental. There, there was no, uh, there was no dating mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. No, no, even like secret little girlfriends. You know, this is that's that's wrong. Yeah. Wrong. A mm-hmm. hard no on that. 
and no one can say that you like I feel like oftentimes whenever people leave a religion, it's, oh, you never really believed it in the first place, or you weren't that committed. If you had just like studied more, you would have figured it out. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not the case. It's the people who are in it the most, the people who committed the most and sacrificed the most that at the end of the day find out that it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to be a missionary, like a week away. Yeah. A week away. Yeah. Um, spending like three months in Asia. Um, and then I was going to go to Africa afterwards and like just through studying like psychology, like f- poked holes in a lot of things just on my own time. That I experienced, I didn't do the research myself, mm-hmm. but uh, a friend, a very close friend who uh, was also a Jehovah's witness and is no longer. Yeah. Uh, ran some things by me uh, because he was, I guess, taking um, college courses, mm-hmm. uh, philosophy and he pointed out something that I, I dismissed right away, of course. Yeah, you had the book answer for it. I uh, listened to him say that he he thinks that uh, so many religions, Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. included, which he was a member of at the time, rule their members by guilt and fear. Yeah. And at the time, that just sounded like poison. Like, no. how, how dare you yeah. open your mind to an idea like that? And and you know the same things I know. How, of course, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, John, don't 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 be thinking like that. Let's let's study. Come on, yeah. let's pray. Let's look at the Bible together. This, this can be okay. We can. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can brainwash the little area of your brain that's uh-huh. you know starting to experience the real world. And that little experience stuck with me. Ever since then, really? and I, I feel like now I agree wholeheartedly mm-hmm. that he's right. Yeah, and which seems ridiculous because the Jehovah's Witnesses would tell you that they're so different from the Catholic religion, but mm-hmm. Catholic in in Catholicism, it, it's 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 a known deal. It's it's something that's joked about in sitcoms that there yeah. is so much crushing guilt that yeah. comes with yeah. being a Catholic. Well, it it doesn't seem so different for the Jehovah's Witnesses or anyone else mm-hmm. who who wants to rule their flock by laying down just uh, an end. A ridiculous amount of rules, yeah. guidelines by which you must live, yeah. you must conform, and then but lay out only 10. lots and lots of, of, of punishments, consequences mm-hmm. for not adhering to this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the stock answer for that is like, oh, God is a God of love. Like, he extends grace if you just accept him into your life and live the rest of your life serving him. Like, he'll save you. But my question was always, like, why did he allow the population to keep reproducing if he knew that every person was going to go to hell by default? Like, why not just stop it right there with the first two? I like the way you think. It's yeah. sad. I've, I've thought that a lot. Yeah. So uh, he kind of poked holes in it from that really young age, and you just were never able to sort of quiet that voice in the back of your head? Or how did that happen? Well, that was at... Probably age 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. So the, the questions were always there yeah. from age four to mm-hmm. today. But I guess that, that being where you're in your particularly formative mm-hmm. years, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't give it too much weight 
back then, mm -hmm. but it was just one more thing to maybe add yeah. to the pile. Yeah. Or it, it was one more thing to add to the pile of doubt. Yeah. The straws on the camel's back. You bet. <laughs> so uh, I like to focus a little bit on what it looks like after you sort of, like with the deconstruction and reconstruction process, of course, at the beginning, you're kind of burning everything down and leaving everything. Um, for me, that looked like the year after I left the school and left sort of the faith, I took a year off where I didn't make any decision about my faith and I didn't really look at it very much. And I just set an intention at the beginning that if God was real and he knew my doubts, he would know what would speak to me and he would send something that would kind of confirm that, no, I still love you. I'm still there for you. And at the end of the year, there was nothing and I felt nothing anymore. Wow. Um, and so that was me like burning everything down. And then since then, I'm at the very beginning of kind of like reconstructing spiritual practices or beliefs, um, just looking back and thinking what is valuable that I can take from this. So I'm still at the very beginning of that, but I'm assuming you had a little bit, you've had more time to sort of look at that. Yeah, it's been, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's time been is a, relative. a long while. Um, the uh, deconstructing part, uh, my my exit, mm -hmm. I was divorced. So did she I, initiate or did you? Uh, she did. Okay. She she found some love elsewhere ah. and made that her new home. Good. So good luck with all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, found myself single uh, in a house by myself. Uh, there's there's no one around to uh -huh. to question me now. Or, or you know, force their their ideas on me or beliefs or mm -hmm. fit me into any kind of mold. Because I'd given so much of my life to mm -hmm. the the church, I did a three month experiment. I think that's how long it was to to keep doing that and, yeah. and see if I could continue this for me yeah. alone. Uh huh. And and so I did. I I went to their their little uh, kingdom hall, mm. as they call it, not a church. <laughs> <laughs> Two three times a week that yeah. they do, and just kind of sat quietly in the back from from that point on until my experiment was done. And uh, as as things had been from age four up to that point, it was still not clicking. Nothing felt right about it. Nothing that they were were teaching me uh -huh. felt right, other than maybe some. If if you're just reading words from the Bible and, yeah. and letting means for me that that was okay, but uh, yeah. could do this even yeah. for me alone. Mm -hmm. So without any fanfare, there was just uh, one evening where I was at the Kingdom Hall. Everything was over for the night, and mm -hmm. just quietly walked out and. Got in my truck and Never drove home, in. and that was it. And and depression that um, it's tough stuff. Did not expect this. No. It's a lot of trauma that gets brought up. Yeah. And on medication the whole time he was in church. And as soon as he left, 
He never felt any of that again. Yeah, and I did not, <laughs> I didn't expect that that was the source of mm-hmm. it. Like to be done with it and just onward and upward with a, a amazingly more positive, happy life Fulfilled, ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. That sucks that that's deemed as you leaving religion and you living a sinful life. The only thing that like, the only time in your life that you felt fulfilled and joyful and actually like hopeful. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's of course perceived by, by the witnesses and whoever else as, Mm -hmm. as a negative thing. He's, he's left. He's, he's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I beg to differ. There's, yeah. there's no way that the life that I'm living right now and, and the, the good things that I feel are wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've built a really good life for yourself afterwards. Yeah. Things are good. Yeah. Life doesn't have to be a, a shitty hole of depression yeah. where your, your family and a fucking religion are, are making demands of you that you give your best effort to mm-hmm. fulfill these things, which yeah. drove me fucking crazy yeah. with the witnesses because yeah. they, they, they have this expectation of what men should do in the congregation as far as progression within the congregation mm-hmm. from whatever level to, to a, a higher level to a leader in the congregation and giving them my best effort was, was not enough. This, mm-hmm. this going door to door thing, there's a expectation of a minimum amount of hours that you must get in a mm-hmm. month doing that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a, a salesman by nature Yeah. and I, I, I can't make cold calls on no. people that have no interest in this product that no. I'm selling. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was shamed in my situation, whatever, for not feeling comfortable doing street evangelism Mm -hmm. because I, these people are living their normal everyday life. Like they're happy, they're fulfilled. And I'm telling them there's something like fundamentally wrong with them and that the way they're living their life is wrong. And it's so aggressive to me. And it's like, they were going over to Cedar Springs and witnessing outside the gay bars and things like that. Mm -hmm. It just, like, it makes me so angry whenever I think back on it. I can't imagine doing it. Yeah. So I, I did finally make my decision to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then reconstructing journey in progress, or... It never finishes. Yeah, I, but but that's that's I guess a good thing that yeah. that that could describe a person's you know current system of belief is being open mm-hmm. to the things that they experience and allowing that to color their spiritual life or mm-hmm. the 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 things that they believe about humanity or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm I'm now at a a place where where. I think faith is a, a personal thing. Yeah. Yours, it, yours works for you, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, Figuring m- it out. <laughs> mine works for me. And uh, I, I don't think it is my place or yours mm-hmm. to 
question each other's faith. Yeah. Not not in a uh, a hypercritical way, as right. as as if to imply that yours is wrong or mm-hmm. mine is wrong or this group has a wrong belief. Mm-hmm. It's a personal thing. It's it's a what a, a human and some higher power, if one even believes in a higher power. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think there's a lot of that in, in being willing to know yeah. for sure. Yeah. If there's a higher power out there and what that might be and what that might mean for you and me right now yeah. or humanity right now or for us in the future or when we die or after we die. I think it's now okay not to know, to not have all the answers yeah. like so many of these religions have. Theirs is the one true and right way to worship God. Well, there's a lot of shit that, that y'all can't prove. Can, yeah. can we please acknowledge that we, <laughs> yeah. that we don't know these things at least absolutely? Yeah. With, with faith, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that built into it. There's things that you cannot prove that you still believe, maybe even 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's faith, believing in things you can't prove. Yeah. yeah, that's faith, believing in things you can't prove. But I think there's a lot of value in being able to pick up and put down spiritual practices or beliefs or values as they start working for you or stop working for you. Like not living the rest of your life by one guided principle that you accept whenever you're six years old. You bet. And I mean, my guiding principles right now are just like, life is shitty. Let's not make it harder for each other. Like (laughs) there's already enough that we have to deal with on a day to day. Let's try to be kind to each other. And that's it. That's my guiding principle for everything. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I feel like that's okay. Not, and there's nothing to force on somebody else. Like I'm, I always am open to being proven wrong at any moment about whether or not there's a higher power. If the proof comes, I'll absolutely accept it. But as of right now, I don't see it. So, I mean, there's no, I still, every once in a while struggle with like, what if this is all a part of my testimony later on, whenever I come back to Christ or something happens, (laughs) or what if I'm going to go to hell because of something that I've put down now. Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel like that part is so hard to like unengrain in you. Because it's terrifying, and it's forced yeah. on you from such a young age. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, good point. It's indoctrination. Like, clinically, it's indoctrination. Yeah, for sure. With with the witnesses, there's plenty of of that as well. Their their belief is that, that the, the people who worship God correctly will mm-hmm. end up living forever on earth, uh, perfect lives, perfect bodies, perfect earth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a huge thing to lose. Yeah. So did, did I do the wrong thing by, mm-hmm. by leaving? And, and am I not going to enjoy that now? Am mm-hmm. I going to be in some, uh, hell where I'm tormented forever? Even and that wh- sounds goofy whenever you look at it from the outside. Oh, absolutely. It does. But you have to be willing to look at it from the outside first. Yes, yeah, and that's not accepted. So with with ideas like that, these things that I might be forfeiting mm-hmm. by giving up these beliefs that I've yeah. held for so long, uh, man, I, I, I can't think of what inspired the, the thought, but 
what I've told people a lot is if if God or whatever higher power wants to destroy me for the changes that I've made in my yeah. life and the way that I live now, then so be it. Yeah. And and that for me goes right back to being okay with not knowing mm-hmm. what's up with, with any higher power yeah. and what that means for us now and in the future. I I feel like I'm doing all right for myself yeah. and my my faith is in a good way spiritual life in a in a good way so if if that is wrong mm-hmm. and and whatever higher power exists wants to destroy me for that then that's fine yeah maybe i fucked up and i just don't know how to be a human yeah and if i'm going to be destroyed for that you know what i'm all right with it yeah but i'm i'm going to live a better life now than yeah. than what i did before yeah you're not going to force yourself to be tortured for the rest of your human life on a possibility that maybe somewhere there's a sky god that wants to punish you for that. Especially when when all available evidence mm-hmm. is pointing me in in this this good positive direction where where nothing seems wrong with it. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to continue on on this path that that is treating me well. So what would you say your values are now? What are your like guiding principles for day-to-day life? I don't think of living my life from from the standpoint of 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 any like core values that, you know, you might print on the wall. Here's here's the company. <laughs> Motivational posters. David and and these are my five core values. Uh I was raised reading the Bible, so mm-hmm. I, I I I still for the most part subscribe to the moral code that is there uh and love is the the overwhelming quality there mm-hmm. uh do unto others yeah yeah absolutely yeah um i guess you know, like the the doctor's code do no harm yeah that's a good one yeah um yeah yeah i'm, I'm not trying to to fuck up anyone else's life mm-hmm. so maybe maybe do no harm is my overarching that's a good theme. one yeah let's go with that it applies to the veganism and everything like that absolutely look at you yeah you had values and didn't even know yeah my uh a therapist recommended me a few months ago to um try to come up with core values uh just as like reconstructing and leaving that like having some sort of moral code or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd been looking at it from the perspective of whenever something affects me really deeply and I see something that just really strikes a chord in me as wrong, digging into that and seeing like, what is that cross that you hold as like something that you believe in? Like, okay. are they being unkind to others? Are they not being honest and that's affecting someone negatively? Like things like that, which I've, found semi-useful i just keep a note in my phone it's a weird thing uh, that i feel like most people wouldn't think about yeah that makes sense it's like uh, uh reverse engineering to to find your moral values yeah because um, interesting i like it yeah she had seen it from her perspective as like anxiety comes across whenever you or something in your situation is not in line with your values and who you see yourself as and like how you see your place in this world as and anxiety comes whenever you're kind of out of line with that. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. So 
How do you feel about your life now? <laughs> life is is good. Uh, married now, happily. A uh, <laughs> uh, uh, fantastic dog who makes our lives better. Uh, follow my my nerdy path yeah. that that's given me a, a decent career up to this point since leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so life life is good. How did you, I feel like this brings us back to the beginning of our conversation. How did you find your passions after leaving religion? Because I had trouble with that. Like everything I wanted to do was so wrapped up in the religion that finding my motivations and my passions afterwards was really, really difficult. Wow. Um, One of the things that, that wasn't, uh, allowed or at least was looked down on mm-hmm. was um, continued education. Okay. When you're in the church, you you do what you have to do as far as public education goes. You go to school, through high school, you graduate, and then you, you'd better dedicate your life to the religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been nice being able to to focus on something that gives me so much pleasure, which is being a nerd and turning that into a career. Uh, But I guess my mind was always bent that way. So I I, I guess being able to turn a hobby into, Mm -hmm. to a a big part of my life was, was helpful after leaving. Did you go back to school? The church. Uh, I've taken some uh, some college courses, uh, nothing too official. Okay. Uh, being a nerd, you can accomplish a lot just with certifications and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've found a lot of joy in like studying um, human behavior and like sociology, which was frowned upon because it opened up holes in Christianity. So that's been something that's been really fun for me. So I can kind of see that. That's nice though. As as far as passions go and finding them and pursuing them, I I guess this doesn't really help, but I feel like mine have been there from the mm-hmm. beginning. Music just kind of suppressed is music is the the you know the big overall passion for me, and living such a uh, repressed uh-huh. life, you know, you couldn't even listen to something like Journey. Oh gosh, right? you yeah, know, yeah. What, always... what the fuck? Their song is called Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> oh, my God. It's right there in the title. Right. Okay. <laughs> but so having now mm-hmm. the, the freedom to pursue these things, even though it's just entertainment, it's it's still a big deal to me. Yeah. Like, you might hear me say music is life. And I fucking mean it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so having the freedom to explore those things and that being just a a universe that I will never explore every corner of. Yeah. It's endless. Now just my, it, it's, it's satisfying every day. That's awesome. Yeah. Same with, you know, film, TV, there's yeah. so many things that, you know, a, a controlling religion would keep you away from. Well, you can explore all that now Yeah, and plenty of it's not worthwhile. You can see why <laughs> someone might keep you from it. There's a lot of trash out there, but, but, Man, there's just just a world of, of fantastic things to explore. So if if there's 
something that you feel like like you were kept from mm-hmm. because of a religion, well, you know, now now a person can explore if they separate themselves from it. Dive in the deep end. Yeah. I always liked the posters that were like, if you enjoy Journey, try Casting Crowns and like all the like <laughs> Christian versions of those bands. I I think we had one in my living room. Awesome. It's fantastic. There's horrible Christian alternatives to every band out there. You bet. Switchfoot. There's all sorts of ones. Well, I'm I'm okay with Switchfoot. Oh, you still Sorry. still a fan of Switchfoot. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casting Crowns was my favorite. What else was there? DC Talk. Oh my god, I still I still like whenever I have friends over who were not raised in that same belief. I love playing old DC Talk music videos for them because they're so bad. They're just out there in the desert with their like goatees and bleach tips. So good. Thank you for sharing all of that with me. Pleasure. It's hard whenever I feel like kind of in the midst of it. It's nice to like talk with someone that's been through it and is very okay now. You don't have to be like traumatized for life. Absolutely not. Life can get so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone who I follow on Twitter, Jamie Lee Finch, she just published a book called You Are Your Own. Um, she went and got her master's, I think in divinity or something. And uh, she wrote a book about religious trauma syndrome and how like it's like a very real thing um, from indoctrination and belief, believing like the fundamental belief that you are a bad person in and mm-hmm. of your own and you need someone to help you. And like if you're left to your own, you're always going to choose the wrong path. And like not even being able to trust your own decision making like paralyzes you. And it's been a journey learning to trust yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend that book to everyone, though. I'm in the middle of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming out. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole basis of this thing. <laughs> thank you for oversharing. <laughs>